With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You can match her skill level with her tenacity is what I'm saying. Hey guys and welcome back to another episode of the Weekend Warrior Show presented to you by MMA Torch. I'm Reese Lawrence and joining me as always is Chief Editor of the Torch, Sean Covington. In today's episode we're going to be recapping UFC London which was truly remarkable, probably the best ever UK MMA show in history. Stellar performance from pretty much everyone on the card. I think it was 7-3 and three overall for the British fighters. Everyone turned up, Dana White president was there. Eddie Hearn, Matchroom promoter, was there. All the top boxers in this country came to a UFC event, which they don't normally do. Footballers, celebrities, you name it, they were all there in the O2 arena. And me and Sean are going to be discussing all of it today on this episode. Um, just, it, you know, it was always going to be special, Sean. We were talking about it last week. Um, you know, being away for three years... And the UFC comes back to a country, we've talked about this, but of the fans, the atmosphere that they can generate here um, in the UK. Just because, obviously, it's, it is more special to us that we don't get to see it so often as, you know, Americans and other places in the world. And, you know, you really did see that. It was pretty much three quarters full as soon as the, the card came on television. Um, I think it was at 6pm UK time and it was already packing in and it was... Just an incredible atmosphere building to the main card and main event, Tom Aspinall and Volkov, which we're going to talk about in a second. But just a a great card. I mean, it'd be interesting, you know, I obviously he, here in the UK, watching it here and um, hearing from people in the, the industry here, how sort of excited they were and happy that the event went so well. But just, you know, Sean, give me, before we talk about the actual fighters, just give me your thoughts on, like, how it looked as a spectacle when you were watching, because... Um, it's obviously it felt different a lot of people were saying it felt a bit like a pay-per-view with the amount of excitement and buzz and things but for you know uh, an american who perhaps obviously not really speaking to from your perspective because you know these fighters and you know this is what you do but just perhaps maybe giving me it from what an american and um, would look at it as a scene of this amazing card with such hype from a british perspective but give me it from yours please it was it was even better than what I thought it was gonna be. I, I was pretty sure it was gonna be great, and um, it was weird because I I was jealous. We were talking about it, and I was like, man, you know, um, we talked about the fandom and everything, and how great it is, and you know how UFC uh, doesn't really capitalize on it or create that atmosphere in other places, and I was jealous because I was like, man, you know, um. We're we're not gonna have that passion and enthusiasm for an American card. I mean, you could say, oh, it's because we got so many of them, but that's that's not it. It's 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 because of the way the fandom is. Because you know, uh, you got soccer in in other countries is on twenty four seven, like no matter what, and everybody loves everything about it all the time. 
you know. Uh, so it's, it's not that. It's not like people are fatigued on it. It's just that um, that's – it made me feel bad about the rest of the year because <laughs> you're not really going to top that card. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't care who's fighting for what title. I, I, I don't care. Um, they don't market cards well enough. They don't mark uh, market them uh, enough. Period. You know, like not only is the quality of the marketing poor, but then they don't even have a market uh, that they're targeting. You know, they don't have a target market with what they're doing. So. Um, and, and I, I love the card. That's what I'm saying. It's just, it's probably gonna be the, it's not gonna be top, you know. So I, I was, I was perfect. I just felt bad in that way. But yeah, I mean, watching the card, I mean, we got, we got a lot to discuss. It's, it was <laughs> everything I said it was gonna be in terms of. I said, man, you know, there's some, some yeah, rock stars on here. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you definitely did. You were, and uh, and and you know, for everyone listening, it was. I, obviously, being a, a Brit and and seeing you know and boxing in this country as well, the atmospheres that they produce at some football stadiums, the soccer for you guys, um, and so I, I'm very aware of uh, how special fight nights could be in this country and and the differences they have. But it was actually Sean that sort of brought this up um, last week before we were going to preview um, UFC London and, and just sort of talk about the difference between the fans and and um, you brought up a lot of good points about why. Um, and and what is the reason behind the difference? Um, we were talking a bit off off air there, just about you know the, 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 the at times it can be challenging to to understand why you would pay so much for pay per views when you can watch similar things. You know, Sean mentioned WWE Network, um, and and you watch a, a fight night like that, and you think, oh, that was that was better than probably most of the pay per views you've seen this year. I mean, you look at you know. Pfft, some you know January, February, March pay-per-views for the UFC. Um, specifically, we're talking about that right now. Um, that was up there with any of them, just because all the fights you know delivered pretty much every you know pretty much every one of them finished in a round. Um, so much excitement, a lot of winners on the right side from a UK perspective, and you just think, God, that had a pay-per-view energy to it. Um, and you know we'll get we'll tr- like Sean said, we'll try and get through everything today. Um, because there was a lot to discuss, but we'll go right to the main event, Sean. Um, you know, Volkov um, was for Tom Aspinall the the toughest opponent to date, certainly in my opinion. Before the fight, and you know, being the guy that's fought so many top ranked guys, been around for a while, um, very difficult um, with his size and his reach. And his striking abilities and, and, you know, Tom being very fast and athletic for his size as well. You thought this could be a, a really good fight. It, it ended up being very, very one-sided. And, I mean, in my opinion, you know, what I got from it, Sean, I don't know about you, but um, I sort of felt like Volkov folded a little bit. I, it was it was, it was it was always that um, argument to say, well, did one guy just look really good or did the other guy fold and, and I always struggle with that but yeah it just <clears throat> Volkov looked to shell it was an away so. game for him it was yes. a way it was an away game for him and like that crowd played to that's a crazy part about it man like that was it was almost unfair to be honest uh it's a fight so like it, it, I don't know why you care about the crowd like you should be trying to 
you know, rip this person's throat out, you know, that's what you should be paying attention to, killing them. But um, when people say winning a fight, like, that's why a lot of people lose fights, because they're not trying to kill the person. Like, you'd be trying to knock his head off and kill him. Because if you do that, well, the, the fight's over. And then you can go and do what else you want to do after that. And uh, you could tell that wasn't uh, at all what he was thinking, you know? At all. How, how could it have been? It was, the thought process was, damn, um, how am I going to get out of here with a, a W? And you could tell. You, know, you you could read his face. You could you could you could tell that. It's not that it was a fear. It was a, a you know the saying goes uh, the lights were too bright for him or something like that or you know uh, yeah it, it stage fright you know it it happens in fights it really does because you go up there and you know it's it's not just like your regular uh, what was the last crowd the uh, the this whatever center uh, damn. You, do you know what I mean? What's the, what's the what's the place where they usually have the UFC fights? But it's like nobody there. And what well, in, in Vegas? Yeah. What's the name of that place? Yeah, the, the Apex. Yeah. Yeah, the Apex. Like there's nobody in the Apex. Like in the Apex, you're not gonna get stage fright, you know. But you go out, you go out, you in another country, you in um, you know, you on someone else's home turf, and it's a fight. It's crazy. Imagine being in a real fight, and yeah. Sorry, guys. UFC has a ref and a cage. It's not a real fighting. Okay. I know I'm going to get a lot of people coming at me for that, but I don't give a <laughs> damn. That's too bad. A real fight doesn't have a referee in it that's going to stop you from being murdered. Okay. But, um, you know, you, you go into that atmosphere and it starts to dawn on you that it's more than just a fight. Like, in, if, if it were a quote unquote real fight and you you weren't you somebody the other your opponent had a home field advantage you know like imagine that like it's somebody's family members out there watching you know and you about to fight somebody's brother and his whole his cousins and mom and daddy's there and cheering them on kicking your ass that's weird you know that's super weird so if when you put it in that context when you put it when you have that perspective because that's exactly what happened you know, it's it, it, there's no way you're really gonna get out of that fight, is it? Yeah, I mean, obviously that's uh, you know, the um, fights not without a, a referees aren't around real fights. Um, you're right, you're gonna have a lot of people coming after you for that. But um, what you're saying it, it, it technically is true. I tell <laughs> yeah. you what, I I, t- I I tell you what, you know, um, they can bring a referee and then we can talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> or yeah. or or I could just uh kick the ass outside of my house and beat him to death. That's what would happen. I mean that's that's just what it is. Like I, I respect the sport, but it's a sport and there's technique involved. There's no real technique when you're fighting someone for real. It's don't get killed or kill him. <laughs> there's no technique involved in how you survive, you know? Anyway. Sorry. Yeah, I mean it, it, so you know we've sort of agreed there that um, Volkov definitely, but uh, did fold in some ways. He just he didn't look the Volkov of what we've seen recently. Even you know, and obviously his biggest flaw is his inability to stop takedowns. You know, Curtis Blades, you know, obviously a great wrestler. So you know you could probably excuse that, but you know Tom Aspinall just took him down with such ease, and um, 
I don't know, from Volkov, it's like it's a very talented fighter, but at the same time, big holes. Um, and yeah, there was, for me, a massive element of him folding there. But, you know, don't, don't take away credit, the credit from um, yeah. Tom Aspinall, though, because... Um, he's not uh, Volkov. He's not. He's not a main event guy. It just is what it is. That's fine. Both, I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, sorry. Um, yeah, he, he's not a main event guy, uh, and that's it. Happens. Uh, who, who, who? Last week, were we talking about? Uh, uh, Tiago Santos, right? Yeah. He's not a main event guy. It happens. It's okay. I mean, I'm. I'm we shouldn't be like upset about it. It happens. I mean, we should be upset that a fighter isn't quite up to the uh, potential we want, but it is what it is. You know, he's not a main event guy, but we got, we got a main event result out of it. So that's, that's fine. Yeah. I mean, like we said, I think, yeah, you're right. Maybe Volkov doesn't, sh- shouldn't. I mean, he's got the, he's got the talent, um, but you're right with, with just talent isn't enough to be a main event especially on a card like that where it was it felt more than just a fight night and um you know tom aspinall there was for me massive question marks going in not on his ability so so skillful for the guy at his height his size the speed he at, the speed he has and you know the, the skills that he um, possesses there's no question on that is it for me it was you know he, he until Saturday night, he had not fought in front of fans in the UFC. And to do your first fight in front of fans, yeah. headlining the first show back in the UK with 17,000 to 18,000 people in there, huge pressure, huge pressure. I mean, and the guy he was yeah. fighting was so much, so much better than the guys that he's fought in terms of, you know, rankings and, and what public opinion was of, of Volkov before that fight until he made it look so easy. And, um, you know, there's obviously been a lot of talk about Tom Aspinall um, now f- following his performance. A lot of people get obviously a little, um, not carried away, but just, you know, like caught in the moment of how good he looked and sort of saying, well, yeah. what's next? And, and you know, for me, obviously, I feel confident that he will become one of the top contenders in this division. Um, I, I liked Tom saying himself that he didn't feel like... Um, he wasn't the level of the top guys yet in his last fight, and he wants to fight a few more times. Well, at least a few more times before he starts yeah. fighting the big guys. But then, obviously, now with this win and calling out Taito Ivasa, that's like that's right at the top. Uh, obviously, Taito Ivasa. Yeah, taking... he shouldn't have done that. Yeah, I mean, it was Yeah, sure. I mean, he wasn't. He, um, like you said, um. He, he he looked really good, and we shouldn't get carried away with ourselves. And I think he did do that, especially that was his first fight in front of people. Uh, in a crowd like that, in other words, he was buy, he's bought into his own hype. And that was the only thing he could do wrong was buy into his own hype. But he did. And he's probably going to eat those words. I don't, I don't think he should. Because he won't have home field advantage next time. You know? He won't. He might get in the apex and just get massacred. We don't know. It, it looks like it might happen, though. I kind of feel like that. That's that's. He's gonna headline. Of he's gonna main event a uh, fight night with two of Asa and probably get his lights turned off. <laughs> and then here's the thing: when you go to, nobody understands this. Well, I'm not saying this. I'm sorry. People don't understand how important it is 
that you don't go too far or climb that ladder too high uh, too fast. Because if he loses, there's no way to go but down. You know, he's not going to be fighting more top guys. They they could give him more top guys if he loses, but like for what? Now he's just going to be said to people to not pad their stats, but you know, um, kind of. So he he could end up he could end up he could end up really hurting his career with with uh, a loss, you know, uh, in his next fight. So we'll, we'll see. That that's yeah. a, that's a that's a big no no for me. Go ahead. Yeah, for, yeah, you know. It's hard, isn't it? Because he's just, it's like, you imagine winning that in the way he did in front of all those fans and things and then just calling out, like, you know, a guy that's ranked, like, below um, Volkov. It just doesn't make sense. But, yeah, you're, you're, he's not you're, a Conor McGregor. He's not a, he doesn't have the personality to match that. He's not a megastar, you know? Like, it, it'd be different if he was this guy. Oh, man, he's such a, He's not even Diego Sanchez. Like, let's be for real. Like, he's not. Diego Sanchez can sell fights. That's what we need. You know, he's not going to sell his fight like that. I mean, I, 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 the guy's skilled. He's talented. We all like him. But um, it, it's, it's a little bit more than just that, you know. Uh, it's, it's, it's something very important. It's something um, we talk about a lot on this show it's about having that uh, star quality, that star factor being more than just that athlete and being a, a personality that can be branded. And if he had that, then calling out uh, Ty Tuovasa would be fine. But he's not there yet. Tuovasa's there. We we're talking about him. See, he he called him out. That's why he's there. Because he's 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 been at the top. You know, he's been doing this. Uh, Aspinall... Uh, I don't know. I don't know, man. I mean, we'll see. Maybe he'll change after this fight, but it better. We don't know. But right now, it's uh, yeah, it's, it's uh, he shouldn't have done it. it. It might come back to haunt him. But let's go back to the to the good stuff about the card. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we'll see what's next for Tom. He's a great fighter, and hopefully, um, should he have should he fight um to Vasa next, um, he gets the victory. Very tough fight that would be with. The power of two Vasa, but we'll see where it goes. Um, let's just work our way down chronologically. Um, Arnold Allen, Dan Hooker. Um, Arnold Allen, like probably like a Tom Aspinall, probably even less known um, in the in the US, but on a crazy run um, in the featherweight division and took on the best. I, I don't know because he's had some great wins against great guys, but. He took on on Saturday night the, the the most notable name in the biggest um, venue and stage of his career under the, the brightest lights, um, and for me had to win to not just you know progress his career in terms of um, you know going on to be very high in the rankings, get get that title shot soon, but just I felt like. He was definitely, you know, you look at all these people on the card and you think no one would have been talking about Arnold Allen because of, you know, Paddy Pimblett and um, and whatnot. So it was a really good win for him. And on the other side, a very devastating loss considering the record as of late for Dan Hooker. Um, 
I mean, it's a good fight, wasn't it, Sean? For how long it lasted. Yeah, Hooker's but, toast, man. Um, yeah, I mean, is Hooker it, toast. before you, before you, before you sort of like go, what what you're going to say of Hooker is is there an element of understanding of considering the circumstances behind Hooker, like in the way he's lost in his fights, like with the the but the travel and and the you know the co- like COVID things that have happened and you know he's he's not had an easy road in between these fights as well or we should right. we not count sort of outside factors to a record no we should count them and i'm not saying he's toasted in a bad way i'm not i wasn't no, gonna go like yeah uh annihilate him i wasn't gonna do that i was i was just saying like he, it, it's, it looks like he's he's just burned out it happens man like uh i i suggest people change their camps somebody like dan hooker would be able to uh take his time and get to where he needs to with the giant support group and always know that they would be there, you know, and that that would be the most important thing with having some sort of central place where everyone trains. Also, I think you, you get really, really well-rounded fighters, you know, like everybody would be so good. Um, maybe they'd all be um, too nice with each other, I guess, but uh, I, I don't know about that. Maybe, maybe it wouldn't make for good, good fights or fighters. I don't know, but um, it would it would help when it comes to not burning with fighter fatigue, you know, and like getting back to where you need to be because these your coaches would be used to everyone and they'll know how to specifically, you know, you wouldn't be able to just go to just your coach. You could go to a a, a, a number of people who could help you out, uh, all part of the same uh, facility that's there and in place to get you back on track and keep you on track and where you want to be. So that's where uh, Dan, Dan Hooker would benefit from that. That's, uh, that's pretty much what it is. Uh, you're a team of one, you know, you're a team of one. Yeah, it's, it's a sport, but it's only you competing. Everybody forgets that they need a team of people who support them. Yes. I know they have trainers and all this stuff, but, uh, it needs to be on a much larger scale. You know, like if you're part of the Denver Broncos, you have the entire organization or the Yankees, you have the entire organization, but not just that entire organization. You also have the MLB. You know, you have a, another organization that you're in, that you're a part of that will also help you out. They just have their their small camps, very small camps, the gym they fight out of, and what does UFC do for them? Pay them like shit and, and make sure they can't get any outside help. And then tell them to wear bad Reebok draws that nobody cares about. So, I, I mean, that's it's it's sad, but it's not going to be just my point is, is this, it isn't just Dan Hooker. It's not just going to be him. Yeah, I, I, it's not going to be him. He's he's not the first. He's not the last. It's going to be a whole lot more people. Yeah, he's 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 going through a bit of a run, bad run right now, and you're right. It's definitely he's not the first to have gone through a sticky situation, um, and especially with fighters that you know you look at a, a run of four or five you know fights and you're like, well, what happened? And then Diego Sanchez. Yeah, yeah. I mean Kevin Lee. Yeah, it happened. It happened to him. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yep. They fought each other recently, and they they've both gone through. You know, more I'd say more so Kevin Lee because at least Diego at times showed 
um, the runs that he could put together and showed, you know, right. we all we always knew that Diego probably wouldn't um, become, you know, like a dominant champion or something because perhaps of his fighting style and how likely he was to get hit and things. And but we did recognise the greatness that he did produce. Whereas a guy like maybe like a Kevin Lee, who you know has so much talent within him, but like we said about you know the way fights can go with outside factors, injuries and um, changes of camps and travel issues. You know, it, it all counts in ways. And um, for Dan Hooker right now, I think I think the best thing for Dan Hooker probably would be some time away. And he probably should have done that a few fights. I think perhaps after the Chandler fight, you know, because the, the Poirier fight, he took loads of damage, didn't he? And it was a great fight, but there was a lot of damage in that fight. And then Poirier yeah. went on his way and Dan Hooker went his. And, and that's no, you know, fault of fighting a Dustin Poirier level guy, you know, if you get, and it was a decision, so it was a, it was kind of close, you know, pro- probably most had it 3-2, 4-1 Poirier, but um, from from that way onwards, it w- it's been difficult, you know, the Michael Chandler was a bad loss, um, then got back on the horse with um, Nasrak, um, but just overall, there's, there seems to be something just missing. Perhaps you're right about the fire being burnt out. I think when you do all those fights so so close after each other, all the travel away from family, it all counts to perhaps a lackluster of performance and just not really having it in you. And um, yeah, for Dan Hooker, it's it's going to be tough to get back to where he was, but you know he's still still young enough, and um, hopefully we can see him back. But um, Sean, we've got to talk about this man. Um, just another sort of coming out party for Paddy Pimblett um, in his fight. Just, I mean, it's it's difficult to sort of explain it because, you know, only, you know, two, three years ago, Paddy was perhaps unknown to most, which is crazy because, you know, he was making such noise in Cage Warriors, but, you know, that isn't, global like the UFC and now it's like all of a sudden this kid from Liverpool with a crazy haircut and a great fighting style has walked onto the scene and he's yet been doing it for god knows how long um not knockouts submissions crazy moments great wins and he had another one on Saturday give me your thoughts on um the fight him the way the crowd reacted to him just a, a great great moment for him it, it makes me wonder why UFC doesn't have like a just whole full UK division and just have shows all the time there. You know, uh, it, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense that they don't like that's a lot of money over there that they could be making every week and they're not doing it. It's like they utterly refuse to. Um, it, it, he's a star and, and that's a, that's a guy. Um, I'm, I'm going to go somewhere with this. Uh, so a lot of people don't like a lot of different belts, like in uh, pro wrestling. Um, but I, I would say, or in, I, I, I'll say boxing, since people probably mad I say pro wrestling all the time. Boxing. It's nothing but titles. How come the UK division, and I can, there can't be a UK division of, like like NXT UK, right? Uh, how can there can't be a, a, a UK division of, of UFC and you just have titles, you know, like just give them heavyweight, lightweight, everything, you know, like give them their own everything and make money. And, and people would probably say, oh, well, we want that. 
then you know, then we wouldn't know who the true whatever. It, who cares? It's about making money and putting on great fights. And we're not gonna be able to see these people fight unless they're there. You know, we can't. We're not just gonna. They're not just gonna be flying out here all the time, especially with you know the pandemic and how that's changed everything and how most of that is still going on. It's like I we we've seen we haven't seen enough of Pimblet. You know, we haven't. So how do you combat that is what I'm saying. I, I'm saying you combat it by having a full division. And and it's not just because it is one fighter, obviously. It's because of this entire card. Does this card not inspire in you that you would love to see, some, that you would definitely support seeing something like this every week? I think... Instead of, you know, um, a whole complete division, which would be a great idea. I just don't think it would be deep enough. But um, Maybe once a month, maybe. Sorry. What, you're, what you're, you're saying is right, though. I mean, you've seen backstage after the fights, Dana uh, uh, telling every, pretty much every one of the winners that were coming back here this year. And um, which I think, although it might have been a bit of a heat at the moment type thing, not that I'm doubting it, I just mean that, you know, had that card not gone as good as it did, it wouldn't, there wouldn't be a, oh, we're coming back here this year. But obviously, because obviously the scheduling and the way the UK has been interacted into the UFC the last few years, it's been once a year, normally in March. Um, but now with COVID issues in certain places, the UFC are looking to go to countries that have, you know, relatively no COVID mandate so that it's much easier to post events and also the UK um, although there is some it, it's quite you know you've seen it on Saturday you know all those fans and things so there is a um, an access to having events in the UK and I think um, you're right I'd imagine perhaps closer to the end of the year they'll come back um, I, I can't really see it in in the summer but if if it is that'd be great um paul craig who we're going to talk about later um called out anthony smith for a card in june so perhaps he may know something else that we don't right now um that he's not really just saying that but um yeah another card this year in the uk would be brilliant and i think for going forward like you said there definitely needs to be more um cards in, in the uk and and you know speaking of paddy pimblet sean you know, he's talking about a few more fights um, before he starts fighting guys in top 15, considering his contract and things. And obviously that'll be a bit of a PR stunt as well. But, you know, you, you get Paddy Pimblet on a on a rise like a Conor McGregor where he goes on a seven to eight fight win streak. You give him guys that perhaps feed that, that train going forward, which which it's not nothing new. Um, doesn't mean, he, you know, he, he doesn't give get credit for what he wins uh, against, who he wins against, but... Um, inevitably, he wants a fight in his um, city um, in Anfield in Liverpool, been one of the biggest clubs, football clubs, soccer clubs in the world, and that could be just a um, huge, huge um, night. And and before it was probably so unrealistic, just because of I'd say the lack of interest, um, not from UK fans, but from the UFC and an American perspective of. Yeah the success a UK show could have. You know, we've seen it in Australia with Izzy and things, and but they don't traditionally do it too often. You know, obviously the safety blanket is America and Vegas and, you know, well, predominantly Vegas. But, um, yeah, just 
Well, how do you feel? I mean, obviously, you know, you're a fan. I'm a fan of Paddy. Um, think he's great. Think he is a star, rising star. It was, a, it was another great performance from him. But how, how did you um, view him from sort of that star perspective? Take away the performance that he had, but just like the interaction with fans and what you think he can do in the next few years in the UFC. Well, I mean, if you look at it, it was definitely like it was like pro wrestling, man. You know, he he he. You didn't have to cut a promo. Uh, imagine Stone Cold, like, you know, when, it, when the crowd's eating out of the palm of his hand, you know, like he, he was singing half the time, you know, he, he just it, it's, it's um it's rare to have a, a such a, a fan base and a star quality like that. Uh, and you need to capitalize on it. I think he should start fighting top guys immediately. Hey, he gets his ass knocked out. He gets knocked out. He's a fighter. I mean, you know, like this, that's never going to change. People are like, oh, maybe he needs to ease up. Oh, you know, they didn't do that with Conor McGregor. They just let him challenge for the belt after he beat Dennis Seaver. And I was like, yo, he's super, <laughs> like, he's not tested, okay, at all. But you're going to start giving him title shots? So why not do it with uh, Patty Pimble? You know, why not? Uh, I, I don't see why we shouldn't do that. He is star quality. He isn't on a level as Conor McGregor, but where he is, sure. You know, why not? I mean, if you got a guy that could that could uh, get a crowd to react like that, then uh, you need to go all in with them. Uh, I, 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 they should go, the UFC should really be pushing them. And we talked about this a little bit, I think it was a couple weeks ago before we even talked about the car. Uh, we, I just mentioned it. I was just saying, like, man, you know, like, what, when are they going to give him the star treatment. When are they gonna act? When are they gonna just stop feeding them people? And oh yeah, he made us some money over there real quick, and and now we're not gonna consider him for anything else. You know, uh, when, when, I want to know when they were gonna start to give this guy uh, what he deserves, and m- maybe they will, maybe they won't. Um, but it's it's time. I don't want to say it's now or never. How how old is is he again? Paddy is. Let me just double check. Um, I think I want to say 25. Oh well, yeah, it's not now and never, but sorry, um, 20, 27. Sorry, yeah, 27. But yeah, put your foot on the gas, man. I mean, you need to do it now because if you if he fails, he's gonna need five years. It is crazy to say that, but he's gonna need like if he failed, he would need a good five years to get back to where he is, you know. So uh, because I mean, that's not a lot of fights if you think about it. It really isn't. Uh, how many fights does the typical fighter have a year? Uh, one, right? I'd probably maybe, say two, two. Maybe uh, two. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't typically happen like that. It's weird. I, I'm gonna go with one, but that's five fights. That's not a lot. If he if he loses his next fight, then let's say they just shoot him up there, right? They just say, okay, you're gonna start fighting some real, some real top guys, and. He loses. You know, his, the next fight, let's say they fight in June. No, not June. I'm sorry. Let's say they, they come back to the UK in, in August, okay? Uh, or maybe even, no. Nah, well, whenever they said they were going to come back this year, right? Let's say they come back in November. Doesn't really matter when it is, as long as it's within this year. He fights in November, he loses. He's going to need some time. So he's going to need to take some time off. But um, in doing so, he's going to need to fight probably uh, 
easier competition because he'll be, you know, he'll be rushed too quickly. That's what we'll get out of that. And um, it's it just takes so long when you lose to get back. Look at Dan Hooker. How many fights has he had since he fought uh uh Poirier? Yeah, probably like I think four, maybe. That's too many. <laughs> you know, like that's the crazy schedule he's had in the last, you know. Yeah, he's, yeah. like that's why you were saying he needs time off because he does. It was just that's that's way too much. Like, if Patty Pimblet could fit in his fights, like if he could, but see, Dan Hooker, he's a loser right now. You know, he's been losing. That's the problem. Like, that's why you need to take years to do it. Like, uh, Patty Pimblet has time, but. They need to go. It's not now or never, but it, they need to treat it like it's now or never. It's now or, you know, um, five years from now, which somebody told you you can be a star now or five years from now, you're going to pick now. So they, they need to just uh, put their foot on the gas with them. Yeah, I mean, Paddy's got such potential, um, not just in the UFC, but just as a as an athlete. Um, if if marketed in the right way, especially from a British perspective, he might struggle to cross over um, fully because of the, you know, the way in which he is as a person, is his accent and things like that. Obviously, you know, it's not that difficult where you can understand what he's saying and things, but it's just, there might be a little bit of a gap there. Um, but, you know, you look at McGregor who speaks, you know, is Irish, he's got that accent as well, where think that that plays into it a little bit just that difference um you know if they were probably british it, you know it would it doesn't quite you know irish and and um scousers and people from liverpool it's it's a different sort of type of person that they traditionally are in fighting and that shows in both of those guys i mean the comparisons are probably premature considering the the difference in and um where they're at right now but you know you got to start somewhere and and paddy's definitely starting with a bang in, in the UFC, um, it was quite a, a a similar performance actually to his um, debut with um, Rodrigo Vargas in, in that uh, uh, that card on Saturday, where he got you know clipped early. Um, sort of seems like he slipped a little bit on on the back foot when he got when he got hit. Um, but like he said before, you can't um knock him out <laughs> you know and um he it feels like he is that type of fighter and that's probably why he's getting backed as well where he welcomes the the fire of of a of his fight before what he um he can do to his opponent you know um uh the the you know the sort of fireworks that could be um both negatively and of course positively for him um but Dominant in the end, got the, the, the submission, um, good interview as well, and great stuff from him in the post-fight press conference as well, talking about um, what he's going to do for charities and using his profile for good. <clears throat> he's just a overall um, great person and great fighter. And How did he win again? What submission? It was... was it rear naked choke? Um, yeah, it was rear naked. It was... Um, up against the cage and he um slid down the cage a little bit and just cinched it in. He was just waiting for that that lower arm to get um cinched under the neck and once he got it, yeah, um San Vargas just you know. I'll say this about rear naked chokes. Uh when people win by that, 
that's a mistake, always a mistake made by the other fighter. It's mm. not that you won, it's that they definitely made a mistake that cost them. I've seen I've seen the best fighters lose rear naked choke. If you make a mistake and you lose via rear naked choke, you messed up real bad. Uh, but that doesn't make you a great fighter by winning by rear naked choke. So I, I know I, I just thought about something. I was like, well, I don't I don't always take the time to analyze specifics about fights, right? Because it's more so about what we're getting out of it. You know, it's just an enjoyment for us. We, we analyze, though. I want to analyze the fact that um, a rear naked choke is not, it's not, this is not something to be proud of, but it's kind of like a, you just pick something up that someone else dropped. Had they not dropped it, you wouldn't have been able to pick it up. You know, so that rear naked choke is because you're so skilled. And that's where we might come into a problem with a Patty Pimlet. That, that was, Easily, that the, the rear naked choke is always on the opponent. It's never you doing something so great. You know, they always get your back. It, it happens in the same way every time, you know. And think about it. Just think about or go, go back and look at tape of rear naked chokes. Everyone always happens the same. It's something the opponent did, and then they immediately lose that position. And the fights, um, the, the, the fights just uh what, what am i trying to say the, the fight is uh i'm losing i lost my train of thought uh i didn't lose my train of thought wait uh i'm crashing here uh i'm gonna have to make you do some work on the editing next time oh um but a, a rear naked choke uh like i was saying is something if you win by it it's just kind of a gimme fight it's kind of a throwaway it's nothing you can get better from you know there's no oh man work on your jab or my jab was crisp or something like no no like this is literally just a okay you won the fight there's nothing to it so patty pimlet is actually hurt by this fight he didn't learn anything new uh, he didn't learn anything new about himself except I mean, he he figured out what we always know, you know, that he's he's a star, uh, but we are we we've always known that, so that doesn't help him at all going forward. Uh, and he should be looking at being as dominant as possible, as technical as possible, because if he's gonna fight top people, then uh, he's really gonna have a tough time if he believes they're gonna make a mistake where he could capitalize with a rear naked choke. Uh, I'm, I'm telling you, that's just, he's just going to have a, he's going to have a really tough time if, if, if he hasn't, if he isn't constantly improving. This fight didn't help him at all. It didn't. Like, it was literally not a real fight for him. You know, it, the, the guy messed up. That was it. So anybody thinking, oh man, he was impressive. He was dominant. Yes, he was dominant, but that's due to the fact that his opponent messed up. So we really need to pump our brakes about uh, 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 what actually is going on here. So this is the, that's 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 my technical uh, analysis and takeaway from it. And if you win via rear naked choke, it's it's a throwaway. I, I want to get to molly mccann i, I want to get to that I, I don't even know if that was the next fight on the card but i don't care i'm skipping one <laughs> i'm skipping one or two i don't care i want to get to that fight um 
I don't want to get to that fight, actually. We'll talk about that fight later. She she can't fight top people like that. Okay? She can't. She fought the same way uh, Juliana, Juliana Pena did, right? Uh, if she fought that way against someone at the top, she would have just got head kicked and knocked out. Uh, so I don't want to see her doing that again. But um, we were talking, we were discussing this as the fight uh, was going on. Uh, what is she ranked at? I think she's 29th. No, she's 28th, right? Ranked 28th in a women's flyweight division. Okay. Now, let's let's see some of the names above her, man. Let's. She's 12 and 4. Okay. Um. Sajara Eubanks is seven and seven, ranked at at twenty three. What the hell are we doing? That's it. I uh, there's there's more on this list. I went six spaces up, and I'm already appalled. I'm already disgusted. Okay, like I don't really like Molly McCann like that. I mean, I I like her, but my my problem with this, the UFC kind of they don't promote the right people. They don't do the right things. And they they put the wrong people in the wrong places. Like, okay, they, they were right to put her on this card, obviously. But yeah. they're they're not giving us what we want in terms of uh, star quality and power from her. Sajara Eubanks? I want to start cursing. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> but, ew. You know, like, no, no, I mean, uh, seven and seven? Come on, man. Let, I'm, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. You let me know when you get disgusted. You look it up to um, um, Miranda Maverick, 10 and 4. Two, she's got the same amount of losses, two less, uh, two less wins. Whatever. I mean, I know, I know it's more to it, but Jessica I ranked 14. She's 15 and 10. Hmm. Let's just go. Let's right there. Let's talk about that. Why does yeah, she mean, have a job? Yeah. Why? Like for real? After yeah. she got kick, they should have said goodbye. Goodbye. So, they should have never talked to her again. I would not pick up the phone. I know that sounds bad, man, but like this ain't for everybody. Go ahead. I think you know people probably get a little confused of what what you're saying. I I understand where you're coming from. Um. Sean's a fan of Molly McCann. Of course, I am as well, being a UK um, guy. But there, and and she had listen that knockout. Um, for all it wasn't against an an elite fighter, it's still a, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, you know, and they're saying knockout of the year and things. And 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 it, the only problem I have is where like people are already saying it's the best female knockout ever. Like. I always take into account who they're fighting. It's like, you know, the the GOAT debates and all these right. type of debates where you say... She wasn't a pushover. I mean, she got blitzkrieged in, in, the, uh, in the first round. You yeah, know, right. like, it should have... Yeah. yeah, well, yeah, it should have been over then when she was getting mauled. She, it should have been yeah. over then. She's getting well, destroyed. But she, she didn't lose then. So I, I don't want to take away... From her, but I get what you're saying. Yeah, I, I, I just don't, I don't want to go too far with that. But yeah, I look at the opponents too. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I just, yeah, it's, it's, it's a great, it was great. First of all, you know, we're talking about Molly McCann here. 
what a night for her. She, I think she, she really deserved that. You know, she's had a film come out recently in this country, um, produced for um, by um, BT Sport. A great job there, and and it tells a good story of someone that's you know pushed through hard times with a lot of decisions and um, not just fighter decisions, but um, just life decisions and um, things that have not gone her way. And, and now it seems like she got her moment, and that that will never be topped for her. That you know, a knockout the way it was in her home. Uh, home country with that crowd that was there it won't be topped but obviously um we're we're talking about you know the the level of an opponent she's fighting the level that she's at herself um the girls around her that she's fought against and and you know let's you know we're we're here we're honest here uh, um on the weekend warrior where we say things um yeah, I mean, you know, you look at the. I think she's trash without saying she's trash. It's like she's fighting. She, she's she's not. not fighting. I, I don't think she is. I just think the level of a, a the level that she's fighting at isn't equivalent to the the fighter level at some of the top easy girls in her division. Like, she's not even ranked. Like she's not ranked. You know. Here's an easy one. Here's an easy one. Would you like to see her fight Jessica I? I don't want to see it, Jessica. I, I want to see. I don't want to see Jessica I fight ever. So right, right. Jessica uh, I has three losses. There's the last three fights with Jennifer Meyer, Joanne Calderwood, uh, and Cynthia Cavillo. All losses, right? All losses. All decision losses. So you wasted my time too. You made me sit through your fight. I want to see Molly McCann knock her out. Why not? And she, she probably could as well. I, I, want, to, I want to see. Jessica in a fight, but I want to see her lose it. That's too bad. Look, this is entertainment. I don't want Jessica I to hear this and be like, ah, oh, blah, blah, blah. Shut up and stop losing fights. Be better at your profession, okay? Okay? Just do that. This is your job for now. <laughs> That's bad. This is your job until they call you or don't call you. But, like, this is your job. Do better than Molly McCann is doing, okay? You're ranked higher than her. If, if nobody knew any better, they would say everybody above Molly McCann is better, right? That's how it looks. That's how the rankings are supposed to tell this story. But they don't. And then, boy, oh, boy, let me keep going up. Because I'm not done. I'm not done, right? <laughs> Ugh, yo, Cynthia Cavillo is ranked 11th, and she has three straight losses to uh, Andrea Lee, TKO, Jessica Andrade. Um, TKO and uh, Caitlin Chukagian, who always decisions everybody. Ew, what what are we talking about, bro? If you got three straight losses, you should. I, I'm sick of you even being ranked. I shouldn't. What's Dan Hooker ranked? Yep. Well, I'm gonna go. I'm gunning for people's jobs right now. Everybody should be fighting. But let's talk about the level of fighter you actually are if you lose in three straight fights. I'm feeding you to people that need to move up because guess what? You're on your way down, and it's a cold world, kid, but you're about to get knocked out again for cold, hard cash, and we need to make some money off of you. Either you're going to start kicking people's asses or they're going to continue to kick yours, and I need to see how to make money with that. This isn't about just you. This is a business, and we need to make money off of Dan Hooker doesn't make money anymore. I mean, what's he doing? Listen, I'm sorry. I'm getting a little excited. What's he doing, though? He's getting knocked out for money? He's losing for money. Tell Dan Hooker this. You are a loser right now. 
and you were losing, you're getting beat up for cash. Come on, dog. This is where this is where people like um, Jorge Masvidal have it. This is where they get it. If he's gonna get beat up for money, he's gonna talk all the trash in the world he can and get money elsewhere too. He's gonna he's gonna make money with his mouth. That's what he's gonna do. He's gonna he's gonna talk trash, but he's gonna peddle that and say, yeah, man, I'm, he's selling fights. You know, Dan Hooker ain't selling fights. He's getting talked into him. He's getting sold on fights. You know what I'm saying? Like that's what's happening. And I'm serious about that. Dan Hooker is getting sold on fights. Yeah, man, you should fight him. For what? Get Jessica I, Cynthia Cavillo, and hold on, who else? Macy, no, 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 Macy Barber just won. She she won her last fight against Miranda Maverick. But um, okay, see, as I go towards the top, guess what? People aren't losing like that anymore. Don't that make sense? But the the um one second. The 11th rank, just outside the top 10, um, 11th ranked women's flyweight in the UFC is 9-4 and four and has three straight losses. We want to talk about who they fought. and Yeah, she fought some tough people. That's not my fault. I mean, she's supposed to be at the top, right? But if I'm looking at Molly McCann, how come she just? How come I can't swap uh, spots with them? How come I can't do that? Like, what's what's the rule against that? Oh, she fought nobody, so she's beating nobodies. Let her fight Jessica I. Let's see if she's really a nobody, right? That's that's what these fights are for. Now, if you're Jessica I, you say I'm not taking that fight. I'm ranked. Blah blah blah. It's like, hey man, we should release you, okay? You need to take the next person we put in front of you. It could be your dog. You need to fight your dog. If I say, hey, you know, you, 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 she's got a terrier or something like that, it's like, well, you got to fight your terrier or you're out of the company. Fight it. Fight the dog. It doesn't matter who Jessica I fights. She just needs to do it. <laughs> no matter who she <laughs> for For everyone not, um, well, you'll be able to hear that quite clearly. My dog, um, is wanting to make an appearance on the podcast, you know. Sean's got Sean's got his um, own huskies all the, in the last couple of weeks, and I've had a crazy Jack Russell. Like you've just been talking about terriers, how coincidental was that? <laughs> you know? No, man. I was like, man, did you, is that a sound effect? <laughs> like I was like, man, when did you start getting sound effects? Man? No, it's just it's crazy though. But like, uh, am, am I wrong in that? Now. I know there's an obvious look at who she fought. I get that. I get that. But am I wrong in saying, hey, why can't she fight Jessica I and, and, and start a real rise to the top? Mo- Molly McCann, I'm saying. Like, why yeah. can't Molly McCann fight her you're, and start something? You know, you're, you're talking, Sean's talking here about something he's quite like, um, passion, not passionate, sort of passionate about where, where he's talking about. Um, a fighter that perhaps gets a lot of, I wouldn't say unwarranted credit for the fights, but you're right. It's like Molly McCann, um, more of the, the reputation and personality that shines through over the actual fighting ability. And that's why she was on the main card. That's why she is talked about as one of the best fighters in Britain. And that's more on personality. Um, and... For me, when she picked up the bell after the win, 
yes, heat of the moment. And I love that. That was great. It was, but at the same time, it was very, for me, it felt like just, you're not even in the top 15. I like you said. Yeah, it was a, it was a little amateur hour, but I'm okay with that. But then, you know why? You know why? You know why she's not right? Because UFC just chooses not to. I'll tell you who she needs to fight. This is going to sound crazy to you. It is. But guess what? You don't, um, okay, either she can fight Jessica I, ranked 14, or the person ranked 13th, which would be a crazy fight. Macy Barber. Oh, my God. Yes, that's a fight I want to see. I mean, honestly, I feel yeah. like they should have fought off. But yeah, Macy Barber, fight her then. I said you beat up Jessica I, waste her, get her out of here, and then fight Macy Barber. They keep trying to make Macy Barber a thing. Beating Molly McCann would help quite a bit. That's somebody you you take the win out of her sales, you know, coming off of such a knockout. Guess what? That's going to make Macy Barber look a little bit better. They're not really trying to build any fighters up. They're not. They just kind of let people do their thing, you know, and that's the problem with UFC. Gets, uh, but, okay, N- number uh, Cynthia Cavillo, Macy Barber, and uh, Jessica I need to do something. They need to fight. They, they, they should probably fight each other. Why not? Have they fought each other? I don't know. Has Macy Barber and Jessica Fi- I fought each other? Um, let me check. But hell is Macy Barber beating this? She's got nine wins. The hard thing with Macy is obviously with the injury, and um, you know the Mother Fairy fight was like a such a massive moment, mainly down to obviously the the injury that you think what's happened with her? You know, it's a big prospect, and you're right. I mean. Molly McCann, you know, we're talking about her here, the fight, the win that she just had. It's difficult because I keep coming back to she's not ranked and and it's like you're watching with a build up and thing. You're like it's like you are watching someone that, you know, was one fight away from a title shot and it's just the complete opposite. And for me it's 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 difficult to work out sort of why Dennis Seaver. And then was just like, okay, yeah, he's going to fight for one more fight, and then he's getting the title shot. What? Where did Conor McGregor actually come from that he just fought Dennis Seaver, and all of a sudden Dennis Seaver was the benchmark for who's going to get a title shot? What? That was so weird to me. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, we're just going to shoot him to the top, huh? I was like, okay, that's fine. I mean, you know, uh, uh, John Jones worked his way to the top at least. I hate him. Can't stand him. But he worked his way to the top. Macy Barber, they keep trying to make a thing. Got beat down when she fought real competition. That's what happened. We knew that was coming. Everybody knew it was coming. They, the UFC hoped and prayed it wouldn't, but nah. We knew that was going to happen. And, uh, but my thing is, man, look, you got these people that are ranked that ain't doing a damn thing for anybody except just being there. And I love being in the UFC. They're probably somewhere right now wearing a UFC t-shirt in the Starbucks writing about being in the UFC or something. I don't know. It, I'm saying, what are they doing? They're not in the gym getting any better because they got them three fight uh, losing streaks. <laughs> so they're not getting any better. It's not that I'm 
I'm not trying to be a jerk about it. It's just that this is your profession. You lost three times. You should be out of here. So what I'm gonna, what I propose, and what they should do is, if, if in the UFC, it's okay. You got a three fight losing streak. Who is unranked that needs to fight you to move up? Or who? Not just unranked. Who's who's really on a roll but ain't really fought nobody because they finna fight you. Sometimes you need that. Who? Yeah. What? Uh, what? 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 Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, who's on the roll? Uh, what division is Dan Hooker in? Real quick. You may move to featherweight. Okay. Uh, who needs? What's the featherweight that's on the rise that needs to fight someone with of notoriety? Um. Probably. Um. Oh God, who? Let me let me bring Rankins up real quick. It's easier to do it like that than it is to do it with Molly McCann. I I, I understand that. Like I get it. That's actually the problem and why she's not gonna be able to fight somebody like Jessica I, right? Because we don't have she doesn't have any notable wins. Uh, his last one was pretty great actually. So that's that's her notable win. Right? Like there's there's no nothing jumping out at you besides her personality. Uh, her tenacity is great. But that doesn't translate into, oh, you need to fight somebody at the top. I get that. I, I totally understand. Um, however, there's a way you can parlay that into something, you know, and that, that, that's the way I'm saying by saying, hey, uh, Jessica, I, you're pretty much trash. You're on your way out and uh, we're going to get some equity out of you. So <laughs> you're going to go get beat up by uh, Macy Barber or someone like. I, yes. I, yeah. Um yeah. So, you know, you know, you've talked to, about a few things there and just clearing up um this this um Molly McCann sort of talk and, and gen general sort of um importance there is to having, like you said, um more than just reputation behind a fighter and and um obviously ability and things, but also just a, a feel for people that perhaps you know when we take into account records and we take into account people on a rise and things and just looking here, you know, obviously Dan Hooker um not within the top fifteen obviously because of, you know, the move down to lightweight. But you know, for Dan Hooker, um You said down well, to lightweight. Yeah, so Hooker will obviously be at lightweight and now down at featherweight. Um um yeah it's it's difficult for him you know he fought number seven um in arnold allen so for arnold allen as well it's like nine and oh in the ufc but you know his last fight was against a guy unranked but it's dan hooker so there's things that take into account when there isn't rankings and there isn't records and 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 guys on a run and stuff um but you know we're talking dan hooker yeah see what i mean that's what he needs that's what he wants Absolutely. That's a great step. Dan Hooker would be a great step. And then after that, uh, I don't know. Anybody else who wants to move up in the top 20, I guess. I mean, and, and I know you can say, oh, but that's 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 kind of crazy, the top 20. Well, who gives a damn? Dan Hooker's uh, just a punching bag at this moment. And if he doesn't like it, go out, change your camp, start winning so that I can't say that about you. Yeah. Your profession, not mine. Well, go be a damn accountant. I don't care which one you do, but that is your fault. That is on you now. I'm just analyzing what you're putting out there. You're losing, bro. I'm putting Molly McCann up in the spot. Like, if she could fight you, I'd have her fight you. 
That's what I would do. That's exactly what I'm saying. Like, there's, I, here's the thing. Here's my problem, and then we can move on. Uh, I'm gonna shut up after this. Dan Hooker is a is a guy I heard people for years. Yeah, man, Dan Hooker, blah blah blah. blah. What was so damn special about him? I got sick of it, and I I, I kept my mouth shut for years. I was like, all right, cool, whatever. He, he never stood out to me. I was like, look, man. I, in, my, in my head, I'm like, look, this guy's not that special. You're going to find out when he fights somebody special. And we did. That's what we know now, that he isn't special. And I want him to fight people who are a little bit better than he is so, he could, so they could beat him and springboard, use him as a springboard. I get sick when people hear their own, oh, man, Dan Hooker. They, they hear their own press releases and all. they read all that stuff and they start to uh, – feel themselves and believe their own hype. And I, I kind of, I know you're a fighter and I know you got to believe in yourself a, a certain amount, but I never believed in Dan Hooker. I didn't. And this is why. This is hard to say. It's hard to hear. But this is just the truth, man. I never believed in him. And he started fighting tough competition. That was it. Like, I believe in Molly, I believe in Molly McCann, but something, something about it, I, I love her her attitude. I feel like her skill level can start to, there's some people you can teach, you know? I believe like you could teach her, you can match her skill level with her tenacity, is what I'm saying. I don't think Dan, I think Dan Hooker was on a certain level, on a certain path, and as soon as he hit roadblock, he was done. And that's what we're seeing now. Um, that's what I personally believe is happening though. Yes, there are other outside factors, like we've discussed previously and earlier in the show. However, you want to know what the biggest factor is? The fact that he actually was never that good, and now he's seeing it. So you couple that with everything else, and like I told you in the beginning, he's toast. I didn't want to, like, destroy him like that, but he's toast because he fought better people. You saw what happened when someone non-UFC came in and just knocked him out. This is what happens. So we're going to um, round up the main card for UFC London. Um, we won't get to everyone on the card fully, but obviously a quick shout out to Mohamed Makayev, a 21-year-old Brit who fought before we went on air um, on Saturday, who is 7-0 now and just a massive, massive prospect in the UK and could be another... Um, Hamzat Chumayev, another Islam Akashev type dominant top fighter. Give him a top 10 guy now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, just, it's ready yeah. to see what he's got. Let's see what yeah. he's got. I mean, you know, you say that laughingly, but the UFC don't play those games, do they? they they'll, they'll throw people to the dogs over time, and um, which, you know, we as fans like to see at times, and sometimes we don't. Um, but yeah, great win for him. Looking forward to seeing what he does. Apparently, he's wanting to fight in July in International Fight Week. Um, so we'll see with where that goes. Jack Shore with a three-round decision win against Timur Valiev. Um, Jack Shore, Welsh. Um, then moves to 16-0. and 0. Great fighter, great prospect again um, in the bantamweight division. And we will get to Paul Craig, who will round up our UFC London um, talk in a second. But firstly, Sean... We witnessed murder um, in the opening for the main card with Jai Herbert and Elia Toporia. I mean, 
Jai Herbert, you know, we said beforehand had pretty much no chance of beating Toporia, who's just a yeah. absolute savage. Um, and to our, all of our surprise, I mean, there was a lot of moments I had, I was, you know, had a scream out moment to my TV where I was thought, oh my God, no way, you know, we're, you know, the Molly McCann or the, the, the Dan Hooker when he clipped Arnold Allen before Arnold Allen stopped him and, you know, so many moments of sort of heart and mouth and, but Taporia, his perfect punch knockout of Jai Herbert following Jai Herbert um, in the first round with a sort of very surprising um, almost knockout in a way where, you know, drops Taporia, we never see that. And you're thinking, my God, could he do the upset, which would be, you know, a perfect place to do it. Unfortunately, he couldn't get it done, and Tapori came back with a ridiculous punch. Following the, you know, controversy of this week, him and Paddy going at it, um, and then him calling out Paddy in the in the post-fight interview and press conference. Just, I mean, when you saw that, you know, that's pretty much as good as a punch you can throw, isn't it? Yeah, it was um perfect beginning. Oh my God, I did not say. Alice. Sorry. I'm having trouble hearing. Can you say that again? I wasn't talking to you, Amazon. Jesus. Anyway. Uh, sorry. They always that. listen. Man, it is always listening, but like, I, I muted it. It should shut up now. No, um, no it was a perfect um, start to a car, and I knew that's how that car was going to start. You, you can feel it. You can feel it. You know? Um, it was an energy to everything. It, you, when you're fighting, you got to be really careful about um, playing other people's games. You know, uh, this is a high energy card. You're the first fight on there, man. You, you, you. If and I hate this, but if you ever need, you need to slow it down and you need to just point people to death. Because what's gonna happen is you're gonna start your exchange, and you, you, you might get a couple in, but then you might. You, you know, you're going to be on the uh, receiving end of some bad ones, too. And um, like what what happened with uh, uh, Reyes and uh, Blahovitz. Uh So you want you just want to be you got to be careful. You could you can kind of see that stuff coming when people go. You hey fight me like this. Don't ever fight like that in that sort of hostile environment. You know what I mean? Like you can't you can't you can't let the crowd work you up into something into doing something that's not in your best interest but yeah i loved it i mean it wasn't good for herbert but i loved it it was it was an amazing knockout and a, and a knockout where you think had it been anywhere else it would have been not respected but you know well more well received shall we say um you know uh, taporia is just he's one of those fighters where you think he really could have it all, and um, obviously, I, I don't mean really in terms of you know marketability. Maybe yeah. he could become that, and he, you know, but the trash talk of Paddy Pimblett that'll boost his profile as well. Should he get a fight with him, and the, the build up to that would be interesting as well. You, you could you could argue that could be instantly a, a main event on a fight night, um, with Paddy's power, awesome. um, and and obviously Taporia's skill, and, and and he's a very scary fighter. I think you know for all that they're fighting at. You know, lightweight, you know, you watch him and you think, God, you wouldn't want to fight him. You wouldn't want to be getting matched up with him. And I think Jai Herbert 
very uh, courageously took that fight, probably just to get a fight scheduled um, on that card. And <laughs> he probably, although although he had some success early, you thought, oh, God, that's a, a very tough matchup and it proved to be. Um, but Sean, before we wrap up this UFC London talk, because um, as dominated as it, as it probably should have done in our podcast today, but we'll get on to some other things quickly, but... Uh, I just want to I just want to say some things quickly um, before I shift it shift it to you. Um, Paul Craig, um, you know, Scottish UFC fighter, but um, you know, for me especially, obviously, being a massive fan of MMA and um, combat sports in general, you know, it's natural for a person to look for. Um, people that represent their own country um you know sean and um all, all our viewers pretty much are, are blessed in that they can root for any fighter in the ufc they want pretty much because the majority are american and yes okay some of the champions are dominated by europe european countries but you know you've got a lot of choices to pick from in all divisions for if you if you know and yes you could pick from where you're from you know california new york all these states where there's fighters everywhere for us in the UK, you know, to have right now the amount of UFC fighters that we do at the top level is pretty incredible. And, you know, for a country as small as Scotland to have not just, um, you know, one in terms of Paul Craig, obviously we've got the likes of um, Casey O'Neill, Joanne Calderwood as well, um, but to have a fighter represent our country that is at the level that Paul Craig is at is just it's something that I don't think has really been appreciated yet and I think um, it will do soon um, just due to the fact that this this um, sport is becoming so I mean you've seen it this weekend the the growth that, that we've seen in the interest and the interest in this country for UFC and MMA in general um, has been crazy you know you look at three years ago Masvidal till and now where it's at um this past Saturday where it's just boomed in this country it's 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 been a big deal you know we've seen the likes of um Bisping headline shows in Manchester and things but um it's definitely become mainstream here you know it's talked about not obviously the level of what football is and never will be because that is such a dominant sport in this right. country but it is. It feels as big as it's ever done, and it. And I'm glad that, that sort of these fighters are getting the recognition they do. But you know, just touch on Paul Craig real quick. He, what um, what not just the fighter, his style. You know, the jiu-jitsu background, the ability to take punches and weather storms and fights because he knows that once he grabs a person, it's over. He's just an all-round great person. I've spoke to him before. Um, a great win for him. And for me, you know, you know, you look at the guy he's beat, Ankalaev recently, who everyone's claiming should be next for the title after um, Yuri Prohaska and Glover Teixeira take on each other. And you think he's beat him, he's beat Jamal Hill. You know, it's like, I mean, what else? I'm not saying title shot next. I'm saying probably one more fight against the top five guy. Win that specifically, probably by him. Um, Submission, why, why which he likes to do. Next? Why not title shot next? Mm. Yeah. Here's the thing, because um, you don't you don't have to go 
so sequentially, you know. Um, and the reason for that is because there's injuries. So um, things happen, you know. Yeah. If, if you had to go in order, you'd get the same three fights, you know, in a row. Uh, like uh, Max Holloway should have fought again. I mean, he, he should have fought. Uh, uh, I don't. I'm blanking on names today. It's okay. But he should have fought for the title. A third time, and, and like he should have, he should have fought again immediately. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry. Um, he should have did that immediately. If we're just going by who's next, because he was next. That's what it is. And if we, uh, Kobe Covington should also fight for the title again because that's who's next. You see what I mean? So you got to skip around a little bit. You got to skip around a little bit, and it's good to do that because sometimes these people are ready. Then you know at at that moment. So, yeah, you tell me, actually, why not a title shot next? Why not? Um, I, I just think not only is, you know, let, let's do this real quick, um, the rankings and things. I just I just think overall, like, you know, we were talking there about um, the, the, the difference between the UK and American perspective of things, fans and events the specialty of of fight nights and things because obviously it felt so special here in the uk this saturday as a as a comparison to the many apex shows we get in america where they don't feel as special and things like that and you think i think it's felt similarly with guys across and guys and girls in this country who are representing the uk and they're not perhaps not just well known in the u.s but I, I get a sense that perhaps a lot of um, American fans don't particularly care too much. Um, you know, Paul Craig's... I, what, what probably was the main thing is that Paul isn't calling for the title shot himself. I think Paul sort of knows that, you know, he, for all that he's had success, you know, he's won three in a row against top, top guys um it's difficult where you think do i just go right from you know rank nine three in a row to global Teixeira and yuri Prohaska right at the top i think there is still a little bit of a gap you know you've got to remember the the, the ankle eye fight for all that he won it was a second it was literally like a second remaining with that submission and for that not that he would have lost the fight so we sort of have to well, I, I feel like he, you know, viewing it from afar that Paul has to weigh out the fact that for all that he's getting these these wins against guys around him, there is, probably is that little step up in opponent when you fight the, the title holder or, or Yuri that, that may end up becoming that. It's come um, May 7th. But I, you know, the Anthony Smith fight, I'm sure um, Sean would like to see um, Paul Craig do what he did on oh, Saturday God. to Anthony Smith. Anthony so... Smith. Oh I don't think God, you'll yes. have I don't think you'll have any um withdrawals to to that sort of match being made. <laughs> no, like... no, 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 no. <laughs> see, but see, that's that's kind of what I mean. Like, I mean, I don't mind fighting someone else, but him fighting someone else. But like, Anthony Smith is, is that he's that step up. He's also contended for the title, you know. So that's why I'm yeah. saying why not next? Because I'm, I'm not obviously I'm not going by the rankings. That's just I I, I don't. I don't go by them all the time because it's just BS sometimes. It is. It's really just BS. I mean, yeah. 
I, I, I what was it like 30 minutes I spent talking about that so I, I, don't, I don't I just I don't I don't need to be faithful to the rankings they're not mine they're the UFC's you know like they're the UFC rankings not mine at all so um I don't want to do my rankings I, I, I thought about doing rankings but it, it no it would it would be no <laughs> you don't you don't want to see that you're like how this person's won one fight I'm like yeah but I like him I, I like I like this guy <laughs> you know it, it wouldn't make any sense but uh I I I want to see some stuff that's a little bit more out of the ordinary and I want people to uh, see here's the thing if there's a couple injuries or COVID. We're gonna get a we're gonna get title shots like that anyway, and I don't like okay for instance uh the, the one time it happened and it was it was great uh T J Dillashaw remember when he fought for the title yeah now see where was what was he ranked why where where did he come from to even get yeah. that title shot right and that's why we can do that that's why that's should be done you know um john jones went up progressively yes he did earn his title shot but like you could have him fight a couple more people if you really if we going by that but why it was the right time i mean i hate the guy but yeah it was the right time to give him the title shot because uh, i would have even done it i would have like yeah it's time to see what this guy's made of i mean uh red dominic reyes it was the right time to give him that title shot it really was Shane Carwin, yes. Like it's 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 you just gotta go sometimes. Uh this may not be that time. I'm just saying that's my logic behind uh giving someone who you would think, oh well, they didn't earn. Well, you know, you're not gonna earn it. A, a lot of people, uh, I think we discussed this too. A lot of people are saying, why is the Korean zombie fighting for the title? And I'm like, what? Like, why not? Why not? Why isn't he? You know, why sh- why shouldn't he is what I'm saying. So yeah, I, I don't I don't see a problem with uh, just I get people say, well he's cutting a line. What line? That, yeah. What happened when the line disappears? That's what I you'd get the same fight anyway. So I just say erase the line. It just kind of put people in. AEW puts random matches together. How come I just can't randomly put a fight together? They're random anyway, are they not? They are at times random, yeah. Right. What the? Who cares? Yeah, give him a title shot. I don't care. If he wins, won't you be happy? If he loses, you'd be like, would well, you have an excuse? Ah, that was too too much too so. Well, there you go. It was. I'm a man who has five children, two huskies. I don't know what the hell's wrong with me. I just jump in the deep end sometimes. By the way, that analogy's crazy because I can't even swim. <laughs> um just um, just the final I thought. Can't. I don't know No, you can't. I mean, to be honest, I I wonder why Sean makes the decisions he does. He's just like <laughs> he just doesn't give he doesn't give himself a moment's peace. But um, yeah. A final word on Paul Craig. I think um, you know, you know, it's obviously biased towards me for the fact that you know he's a fellow Scotsman and uh, I feel like he I, I honestly feel he doesn't quite get the recognition he deserves from a UK perspective. You know, obviously I'm not expecting the US to light him up and think, oh wow. You know what a fire and you know we love them and things which some do but um i think just from a uk i think the the, the precedence is on um paddy of course and darren till and tom aspinall and i think sort of scottish mma gets looked over at times and um paul craig is right up there probably for, for for me 
um, Paul Craig is is the number one in the UK right now in terms of where he's at in the UFC. You know, you've got Tom Aspinall who's just fought Volkov, but before but before that hasn't had any wins inside the top fifteen. Darren Till, who's fought for a championship but really wasn't quite ready for it, and since then has had a bit of a tough stint up there, not really many wins of note. Whereas Paul Craig, he's been winning in the top fifteen for a few years now, uh, four in a row. You know, um, Ankalaev, Jamal Hill, Nikita Krylov, Mauricio Hua. You know what I mean? Like that's that's a ridiculous um, run of of performances, um, all all by stoppage as well. You know, not he's not getting these. He's a he's a fighter's fighter. He looks to entertain the crowd. He, um, I think he said today that on uh, the MMA Hour that um, he doesn't, uh, if, if he was to leave the octagon knowing that he just did enough to win rather than um, excite the crowd, then he'd feel unfulfilled. And I think that pretty much sums him up. Um, I hope he does get that Anthony Smith Smith fight in June. Um, if not, a title shot would be amazing. Um, we'll see where it goes for him. Absolutely incredible fighter, great guy, and all the best to him um, in the future. Oh. But Right. <laughs> I know you would. Um, so, you know that that, that was a, it was a great card, wasn't it, Sean? You said I've said that. Um, yeah. Just overall, though, um, let, let me know just like what you're really looking forward to. Obviously, got WrestleMania in a couple of weeks as well. You know, this is an MMA um, dominant show, isn't it? And sometimes we get clouded by things, but you know, it's not just we have to talk about UFC a lot because it's. Like we said before, they're the only ones that keep it consistent. You know, you look this weekend. I don't, I don't believe there is a Bellator show this weekend. Eagle FC, and you know, we've also got the UFC Fight Night um, this weekend as well. But just, so just give me things you know that you're probably looking forward to. Obviously, WrestleMania being, I'd say, the number one in terms of the next two week bracket, isn't it? It's, it's, it's coming oh, yeah. very quickly, and. Um, I mean, I'm excited for it as well. Actually, you know, you look at UFC schedule; it's it's quite good. Um, and April 10th, we'll obviously have UFC 273, um, which will be a great card as well. But just give me your thoughts on what you're really looking forward to in the next two weeks. Um, well, you know, I, like you said, WrestleMania, but uh, next, Saturday, this Saturday is not a bad card. Uh, UFC Fight Night Blades versus uh, yeah, it's a pretty good card. Uh, I can't say his last name. I probably could. I don't know. I lost the ability to pronounce na- names cor- correctly. <laughs> Dulcus, that's it. <laughs> oh, <but> I, did, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know when it happened, but I think it was, I don't know, baby number four is it's gone. I just can't do certain stuff. But no, it, it's, um, it's card looks good because, oh, man, Blahovich was on there, huh? That fight got canceled. What happened with Blahovich again? Um, yeah, Jan, um, I think Jan suffered an injury, um, I know, I, did he? Let me just, let me just get that real quick, I'm pretty sure, um, I don't know what the hell he was doing. I think, I'm sorry, was it, let me, let me quick, I'm pretty sure yeah, uh, Jan's um, the one that's had an injury. Well, yeah, man, that's, that's a, that's a, that's a big card if we're looking at it, because it's, it's a lot of, uh, okay, so yeah, you got Curtis Blades. Um, that a win here, and and you might start having to talk about him, you know, getting a title shot. Um, 
I don't like to talk about that because he probably doesn't deserve one ever again. Or he, ever. I mean, not ever again. But, like, I mean, the champ is somebody who, what, knocked him out twice, I think? Or just at least knocked him out. He gets knocked out too much uh, to be considered someone you put in a title fight. However, there's not a lot of people around. And I'm going to be honest. Uh, he, although he is very undeserving of it, uh, I would at some point give him a, a title fight if he continues to win. Um, I mean, it's just it would be undeniable at some point, even for somebody who gets knocked out as much as he does by top level competition. Um, but yeah, it's uh, Olenek, Latifi. That's gonna be oh man, that's gonna you know. Yeah. I, I just want I just want to see I just want to see some dudes. Uh, just be just be in there, be big, beefy, and throw some throw some uh, uh you know some haymakers, man. I just want to see that, you know. So this check, this I think, John, check yeah. check this though. Uh, Alex Alexei Olenek going for his 60th pro career win. Yeah, no, I'm looking at that. So I'm saying like I'm looking at that. That's crazy. <laughs> That's ridiculous. It's not gonna be easy against Latifi because Latifi's no. not gonna want history made on him. So um yeah I I, I just just the uh. Just having, you know, that uh, that heavyweight fight, I, I, I would consider uh, Blahovitz a heavyweight fight too. But uh, I know it's yet light heavy, but just those those heavyweight fights are going to be pretty good for that card. Uh, I don't see the prelim card. Uh, let me look at the prelim cards. Who's on there? Jennifer Mai. Oh, uh, see that's I almost cursed. That's not cool. That's not cool. Jennifer Maya being, I, I think she could she could be on the main card. You know what I'm saying? Maybe it's because she's not fighting anybody, but um, Jennifer Myers, uh, the I main mean, event. The problem with this is, is is that this card is really stacked for a fight night. You yeah. Look at this. Curtis Blades, Chris Dawkins, of course, main event, heavyweights, uh, Chris Dawkins, very. Like Sarah Mc... hold, on, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. Sarah McMahon is on this card. When was the last time you heard that name? Yeah, and jeez, yeah. <laughs> we hey, about? Michelle Warson is um Michelle yeah, Warson about the Rebus being cancelled, but um, like you see what I mean? Like they cancelled they they cancelled some good fights, man. Like, could you imagine so, if if Han uh, Jan Blahovich and Alexander Rakic was on still? That would have those two as the main event. Co-main event would be Curtis Blades Christokis. You'd have Joanne Calderwood, who's Scottish, uh, Scottish um, women flyweight, Alexa Grasso, Askar Askarov, Kai Kara France, which is pretty much a number one contender fight um, for the flyweight division. Matt Brown versus Brian, Brian Barbarena, which will be an absolute um, slog, slugfest. Ilir yeah. Latifi, Alex, Alexio Linick, Nate Landauer versus David Onama, who had a recent um, knockout victory at the Apex, which was just ridiculous. Yes. And, the prelims, you're right. I mean, Michelle Watson, Manda Rebus would probably headline that. Jennifer Maya, Neil Magne, Max Griffin. You know what I mean? I was like, Neil Magne? Wow. Hold, hold, hold on, hold on, I get it. I get it. I get it. But, man, come on. I, I, I think Neil Magne and Jennifer Meyer deserve to be on the main card. I mean, but it's whatever, actually. Sometimes you just gotta have that strong. The strong. Maybe they they said no. We want you on a prelims to sell the rest of the card. Okay, yeah. maybe. Maybe you know. Uh, and I would do that. I would take. I would. So maybe that's what they did here. But I just feel like they kind of 
It's like, oh no, you know, you're not, you're not that big, so we're just gonna put you here. I, I think they're kind of playing them a little bit, but that's okay. Um, I'm still, I, yeah, I'm looking, I'm looking forward to that because what else am I gonna do this Saturday? You know, it's 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 one of those dead zones. I'm not gonna watch. I like baseball, but early season baseball, uh, like like spring training, that's trash. And for people who like spring training baseball, shut up, you're trash too. <laughs> Okay, I should stop talking to fans like that. But get out of here with I'm not it's it's March. I'm not watching baseball in March. You're crazy, you're ridiculous. I watch it in April, but that's in a couple weeks. So no. Uh yeah, I this, this that card looks pretty good. That's something I could kind of, you know, sip a little scotch to that. Watch Curtis Blaze probably get knocked out again. Yeah. <laughs> and then then had a conversation about why he, I I hate myself for even thinking that at some point he would get a title shot. Yeah, man, that would be bad if he got knocked out. Um, wow, we wouldn't want to see it uh, as bad of a knockout. That was pretty scary the last time. Um, yeah, no, it's it. No, it I kind of I kind of want him to get knocked out like that. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's a loud mouth clown, and I don't like him. So yeah, I kind of want to see him. Yeah, he'd stretch him out. I don't care. Hey, look. This man is an adult. He chose to fight and get in that cage. And if he gets carried out on a stretcher or worse, he chose this. Okay? So, like, I, I don't want to see anybody die. But, you know, I mean, I want to see him severely injured. <laughs> we're watching fighting. We're not, we're not good humans, okay? <laughs> we're terrible <laughs> you people. You rope in other people for your views. Brilliant. I, I, look, Anthony, I'm, I'm not fighting. I'm literally going to drink some alcohol and watch them beat each other. Hey, yeah, that's okay with me. It, isn't it? <laughs> it is. That's what we're doing, though. I mean, nah, it's, it's, I'm, I'm being uh, it's, you know, crazy about it, but no, I, I do like the... I love how technical stuff can be sometimes, but yeah, there's more that goes into it, and the part that makes me not like him is he talks a lot, and he's not backed it up when it was important. I say he gets knocked out a lot, but it's not actually a lot at all. It's just when he shouldn't. <laughs> it's when he said he wouldn't, and he definitely shouldn't. He has three losses. That is it. Just three losses. They're all vicious knockouts by men who, who've uh, either held the title or been in title shots. So, you know, I mean, it, well, it is what it is. It is what it is. I'm sorry about yeah. it. I'd love to see him get stretched out. That's his fault. He talks too much. I'm not gonna stretch him out. That's not. I ain't got time for it. I got a baby girl on the way. But uh, the caucus, the caucus, the Dawkus, Dawkus, Yes, Dawkus. He fights and he can. He can. I'll live vicariously through him as he knocks out Curtis Blades. Well. It is a great card. It really is for a fight night. Following another great fight night, which we see at UFC London. Um, great two weeks potentially for the UFC back-to-back fight nights um, with a lot of eyeballs on it. Following that will be UFC 273. Me and Sean will be talking about that and a lot more on the following episodes to come of the Weekend Warrior. Um, this weekend, obviously, like we've said, a lot of good fights to look out for. I'm looking out for Askar Askarov, Kaikara France, and Joanne Calderwood, Alexa Grasso. I think they're going to be great fights. Um, and yeah, another episode in the books for me and Sean. Um, great talking to you, Sean. Um, 
and we will see you guys next Monday for another episode. Have a good week. Um, enjoy the fights on Saturday and enjoy whatever else you guys get up to this week. Take care and stay safe, everyone. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.